Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you, folks? Hope you are all keeping well out there in podcast lands, no matter where you are, uh, because I, I, I'm very aware that a good lot of you could be scattered around the world, indeed, not just here in the UK. Yeah. So, hello. Yes, hope you are all keeping rightly, no matter where you are. If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland bagpipe and its people, and a lot more besides as well. Uh, so yeah, this week, I think we're back to usual form. It's been a while since I've actually had an opportunity to sit down and actually just you know, present an episode of the pod because we've been doing specialist episode after specialist episode. And last week's podcast actually generated quite a bit of conversation. And a lot of people got in contact with me personally, not the show, however, but personally, and did talk about a lot of the situations and stuff that we discussed and, uh, you know, the pitfalls and stuff possibly ahead for this incoming season in 2022. So, yeah, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, then I would recommend that you do. Uh, we had a bit of a roundtable discussion with all of us here on the Big Rab Show team, including our brand new team member, Mr. James Kennedy. Shout out to James! Yeah, it was quite an awesome conversation, and uh, yeah, I would highly recommend that you go back and have a have a juke at that, indeed. But let's get into this week's episode, shall we? Like I said, normal service has been resumed, so we do have listener mail and all that sort of stuff, but I have to say, we don't have weekly drone this week, and for good reason. <laughs> yeah, we're still auditioning for weekly drone, and we do hope to announce our winner next week. Yes, next week uh, we do hope to have our brand new voice of Weekly Drone and we'll bring it to the podcast and let you know who has won. But you still have, yeah, you still have a bit of time to get your auditions into it. So if you do want to be the next voice of Weekly Drone, then get your auditions into us now. I know there's a good bunch of people out there who have been putting it off and putting it off and maybe have done like three or four different ticks or versions well, then pick one and send it in to us urgently. Uh, you're rapidly running out of time. Closing date is this weekend, the 22nd of January. And like I said, we will announce the winners here on the podcast on the 26th of January next week. So if you ever have ever wanted to be part of the Big Rab Show, yes, now is your opportunity. You can be our new voice of Weekly Drone. Each and every week we'll get to hear your, your own dulcet tones and your own style of delivery and however you want to choose to read it each week it's up to you uh, but yeah this is your opportunity to be the new voice of weekly drone so get your auditions into us before the 22nd yes so depending on when you're listening to this uh, may already be passed i suppose uh, but yeah our email address as always is bigrabshow at gmail.com that address again bigrabshow at gmail.com now 
I have to give a shout out actually to a bunch of people who contacted me there just over the course of the holidays to say thank you for the discount. <laughs> now, what I'm talking about, of course, is Finding Bagpipe Freedom, the book, of course, by Andrew Douglas and Camille Late, that has been an absolute surefire hit by everyone in the piping scene. This book has been critically acclaimed and for good reason and yes ourselves and the big rab show team and all of that we have a discount code so if you do want to take advantage of some savings just by listening to the podcast then when you're on the website ordering the book find on bagpipe freedom then use our promo code yeah and you can get money off the checkout just by using our code big rab and you get money off there you go. What's not to love about that? So, yeah, if you are still considering picking up a copy, if you haven't already got a copy, which you should already do right right enough, uh, but, yeah, if you haven't bought one yet, then uh, take advantage of our savings there just by using our promo code BIGRAB and get money off. Indeed. Alrighty. Let's move on. We've got a lot to get through, including a big topic of the week this week that I'm quite excited to get into, actually, but... Uh, Yeah, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode. Let's open the doors to listener mail. Now, there's been quite a lot of listener mail over the course of the holidays, all wishing us a happy holidays and all of the rest and to keep up the good work. So thank you to everyone who sent us in those words of encouragement over the holidays. Honestly, it did not go unnoticed and it is very gratefully received. Thank you, everyone, for all of your support for all of that. And then, again, I have to give a huge shout-out to our good folks over there on Patreon, our Patreon faithful, as we call them. Patreon faithful! Yeah, you guys are awesome! Absolutely, you know, keeping the wheels turning here at the Big Rab Show. So thank you to all of our Patreon faithful who's been treated to quite a lot of exclusive content over this last number of weeks, over the holidays and such. And and that's all we're going to say there. Uh, Episodes of Rab Show Plus, uh, exclusive video content and stuff, and, uh, you know, our weekly catch-up of our Fuse FM show. There's a lot, and I'm not going to sit here and read a hashtag list, but yeah, there hasn't been a better time to be a supporter over there on Patreon of ourselves. So if you would like to, you don't have to, but if you'd like to be part of the Patreon faithful, then do consider it. Go over there and click on support, and yeah, you get your mitts on loads of extra stuff. Anyway, so holiday messages and best wishes aside, we did get some interesting emails here aside from all of that. And uh, yeah, first one has to go to JD. JD Ingram. Ingram. I think that's how you pronounce her name, JD. So apologies, man, if I am constantly getting that wrong. Uh, so shout out to JD. He sent us an email here saying, You mentioned on the radio show on Fuse FM about what piping gifts did people get this year. I think I did remember asking that. And he he sent us in a lovely uh, photograph of him wearing a skeleton playing a set of bagpipes. He says that, God, he got this awesome t-shirt. Now, he goes on to say that he thinks that there's probably a lot of untapped piping merch out there from places like Etsy stores or craft houses that are run by piping fans on other parts of Scots-Irish diaspora throughout the Commonwealth nations as they're directly tied into the piping scene. Exactly. So, yes, JD, I've been doing a little bit of research on this and looking at sites such as Etsy and different things like that. And there's a wealth of people out there creating their own bagpipe merch. There's a serious amount of uh, creative people in the piping scene, as we well know. And, yeah, there hasn't been a better time. If you've wanted to pick yourself up some bagpiping or even pipe band swag, then, yeah, I would urge you to go and check out some of these lesser-known places, people who are being crafty and making their own stuff. Some of it's really quite cool. 
So, JD, in your photograph with your skeleton playing pipes, man, you look incredibly handsome, sir, and your brand new piping merch. Uh, so, if anyone else out there, by the way, got themselves some bagpiping related merchandise over the holidays, then yeah, send us in a photo. Let us see it. You know, we're more than curious, especially if it is of a creative irk that may not, you know, be distributed through all the usual piping distributors. If it's an independent seller or creator, then we're definitely interested. So, yeah, send us on those details and photos and stuff, all that good stuff, uh, so we can give it a plug here in the show. Again, the email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. All right. Now, we have got a lot of correspondence back and forth in our emails and stuff to do with future shows, so I'm not going to delve into those. So a lot of people uh, have been emailing us uh, preparing for future episodes over 2022. We've also had a lot of correspondence back and forward with uh, the likes of the National Piping Centre and the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association and various other organisations. But yes, we're not going to be broadcasting those on the podcast until the episodes are in place. Anyway... Let's move on. (laughs) Let's skip past all these emails. Uh, We got an email here actually from uh, the president of the Midwest Pipe Band Association, Mr. Jim Sim. Shout out to you, Jim. Absolute legend. Uh, He says, good morning, Rob. Well, I suppose it's nighttime when I'm recording this or it could be any time. So hello to you, Jim. How are you doing? He says, uh, we've just completed our Midwest Pipe Band Association Highland Games Summit. And we're pleased to say that all of the usual contests are on for 2022. Some changes in the dates and the venues, and that'll all be firmed up possibly shortly. Now, everyone seemed to be very upbeat and excited to get back playing again for 2022. Uh, More information, of course, on the entries and how to get those in, of course, will follow soon. Uh, So he's given me a list of dates here and stuff that you guys can put in your calendars. If you are available in the Midwest Pipe Band Association area, then you may well want to check out these dates. Uh, Kicking things off in the 28th and 29th of May will be in Alma in Michigan. Yeah, same contest as usual. Then we'll move on to Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin, June 4th. And that again, the same venue again. Uh, the Chicago Games end on June 17th and 18th. And apparently that'll be the same competition as usual. Uh, Minnesota, then we're heading in mid-July. Now, we've no specific date for this one yet. Apparently, there's going to be a change of venue and stuff, but they're still working on this. But they are hoping that this competition will be going ahead as normal in mid-July. We've yet to firm up those dates, so I'll hopefully get that for you shortly. Uh, Then we're heading to Waukesha, which I'm absolutely impressed that I pronounced correctly the last time I read this on the show. So thank you, everyone, confirming that I did. (laughs) That's going to be in September 3rd. Uh, so this is they're going to also add an unsanctioned retreat march competition and that'll be for grade four and grade five solo piping as well as a slow air event Hmm. so that's going to be all sorts of interesting and that's all on top of the usual competition that we'd normally get there in Waukesha if we could say it right in September 3rd then we're heading to Columbus Yeah, and that's going to be September 10th. Now, this is a tentative date for now. It's still a bit sketchy, yet to be fully confirmed. And that's going to be for Grade 4 and Grade 5 bands for now, but hopefully more if they have interest from entries. Now, they have... Again, a big question mark then for possibly in September, the Tulsa Scott Fest. Now, we have yet to hear further details on that other than we're hoping for September. 
indeed. So I have to give a huge shout out to Jim. Thank you for sending all of that through. Like I said, a lot of those dates and stuff are yet to be confirmed. There's still some details to come through. But very positive times there to be involved in the Midwest Pipe Band Association. And I'm so, so happy to, to read those. A bit of good news on the show. You know that these dates are in the calendar and they're absolutely going ahead. So that's fantastic news. And hi, the 28th of May for the first competition in Alma just can't come quick enough. So thank you, uh, Jim, for sending all of that through. And we look forward for more confirmed details rolling forward. There you are. So for my advice, I suppose, for you guys listening is to check out the Midwest Pipe Band Association social media where they'll, they've been constantly updating us with news and everything uh, of comp- future competitions and such. So they've been very, very good in that regard. There you are. Alrighty, moving on to another email. Now, this one came in uh, just last week, I think, actually. Uh, So, yes. Hi, Big Rab. My name is Andrea, and I'm writing on behalf of Scottish Dance Uruguay. What? Wow. We have listeners in Uruguay? That's insane. Uh, Apparently, they're big fans of the show. Awesome. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So on the weekend of the 27th to the 30th of October 2022, we will be hosting the 9th South American Pipe Band Gathering in our hometown of Montevideo, Uruguay. I've probably absolutely butchered that name of the town, but hey, apologies. There you go. Uh, We are currently in the process of selecting piping and drumming and Highland Dance instructors and adjudicators for this event. After almost 20 years in the South American pipe band, Gathering returns to Uruguay. So, yeah, apparently that's circulated around various different events all around, you know, South America. And now it's returning finally to Uruguay. So, yeah, they couldn't be more thrilled about hosting this iconic event. Apparently it would be an honour if we were to give them a mention on the show. Indeed. (laughs) Now... Yeah, hey, I don't know about being an honour, but we'll definitely give you a mention on the show. Now, they are ticking applications, of course, up until the 31st of January. Uh, so if your band is interested in competing, or even, uh, I think if they are, you know, they are selecting piping and drumming judges and Highland dancing instructors and stuff of like that as well. So, hey, there you go. It could be your opportunity. So for more information, go to gatheringuruguay.com. Come, there you are. Of course, ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we have shared it out on our social media. The details of this, uh, very exciting, actually. 27th to the 30th of October. I had no idea we had listeners down there in South America and Uruguay. But, hi, it's just fantastic to know you guys are tuning in and that you have this exciting event coming up. Looking forward to that. So, shout out to Andre, or sorry, Andrea. I think I give your nickname away there. Uh, but thank you for emailing into the show. Very excited to hear about this event and the piping scene there in South America. I know very little about it, but would love to know more. Uh, I'm not aware of many bands from South America. I maybe know one or two, maybe. Uh, I could probably mis- mispronounce their names and even further embarrass myself. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd love to know more about who you expect to actually play at this event and who will be turning up and stuff. So keep us informed on that. would love to know more about that. So yeah, our email address is always bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, if any of you out there indeed have any questions about anything that we talk about here in the podcast, of course, any comments, or even if you have an event coming up that you would like us to talk about, then definitely consider emailing us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. That's exactly where you go and do it. Now, isn't it good to hear some listener mail again? It's been a while, hasn't it? So, yeah, normal service has been resumed. So, of course, your email address has not 
you know, her, your email has not gone unnoticed, is what I meant to say. Uh, so, yes, please do keep them coming in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Now, before we get into Word of the Week and everything, um, I had to give a wee bit of a personal update, I suppose, on the podcast and for myself as well, being completely selfish. Now, the podcast right now, the one you're listening to, believe it or not, whenever you're listening to this, the podcast is now officially five years old. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Woohoo. Yeah, it's officially our fifth birthday. We're five years old, apparently. Uh, So, yeah, now we're going on dates and not episode numbers and stuff. So I do know some people will kind of poke holes in the mathematics and stuff. So you could well be right there. Uh, But, yeah, officially the podcast is now five years old. It's difficult to believe, man, that we've been doing this for five years. Which is insane. uh, Without ever missing an episode. Every single Wednesday, without fail, rain, hail or shine, sickness and otherwise... (laughs) There has been some episodes where I've lost my voice due to illness and we've had to call in a substitute. But either way, we still managed it. We managed to have an episode for you absolutely every single week for five years, which is madness. But at the same time, it's been such an amazing journey from podcast number one all the way through to the one that you're listening now. I have to say it has been an absolute journey and a lot of lessons learned along the way. Some good, some bad. But also, the experiences that we've had through the production of this podcast are just incredible. And we have certainly seen the benefits of having such a podcast. So there has been some rumors circulating. And that's why I wanted to put this little section in the show. There has been rumors circulating out there that the Big Rab Show will be pulling the plug. And I have to say, absolutely not. No, we will not be pulling the plug anytime soon. Granted, things haven't been easy on the Big Rab Show this last while, especially over the course of the pandemic. You guys know that I've been following the show for this longest time. Over two years without any piping and drumming events happening in the UK, it's been, yeah, a bit of a labour of love sometimes, I suppose. But we have done what we can here on the Big Rab Show to try and keep that wheel turning, to try and keep that love of the music alive. So then whenever we hit the grass again, it's like business as usual. And that's going to be our focus this year for 2022. There has been rumours circulating, have been formed quite a number of sources, that people believe that the Big Rab Show will pull the plug when we celebrate our fifth birthday. And, well, here it is. Happy birthday to us. And uh, no, there's absolutely no signs of us slowing. If anything, we're possibly ramping up. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that. We have got quite a number of exciting episodes in the can. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, you'll see. You'll see. There's some exciting things happening here on the Big Rab Show. We certainly don't sit in our hands for too long. We we definitely keep the thing going. Uh, so, um, yeah, if you're part of the Patreon faithful, you know exactly what I'm talking about because uh, they're kind of privy to some exciting backstage stuff that you wouldn't ordinarily see. But, yeah, just to let you know, don't pay attention to any of the rumours. The Big Rab Show is not going anywhere. We certainly don't have any plans to pull the plug, as everyone has been saying. Um, so don't pay heed to the rumours. We're still here, and we're continuing to work away. There you are. So, yeah, happy birthday to us. We're not going anywhere. And then by a bit of a personal update for me, myself and I, uh, people have been asking, what have I been up to over the holidays? Well, 
couple of things, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, number one, I've been delving heavily into my bagpipe practice. I've been seriously practicing every day now for the guts of 20 minutes, half an hour, I suppose, really wood chopping a lot of stuff with my piping. I've also been lifting the sticks again as well, playing quite a few MSR sets as well, trying to get a hornpipe and jig set together again. I'm not saying that I'm looking towards possibly competing again, but it's just fun to play. Now, it's been top of everyone's list asking me about my piping and will I hit the circle this year? I don't honestly know. I haven't the foggiest idea. Uh, I'm just enjoying the challenge of playing and that's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you do want more information, you can always email us in and I'll try and get an answer. Uh, I'll maybe talk to my tutor, Andrew Shilliday, and see what he thinks. Uh, but yeah, I'm enjoying the challenge. Uh, some, days, some days better than others, mind you. But yeah, I've been really delving into my piping, uh, especially. I've been really enjoying that. As well as all of that, spending time with my family, of course, uh, with the two young kiddos in the house. You know, it's been good fun kind of celebrating Christmas and just enjoying time off with them. Also, I've been enjoying Netflix quite a bit. I don't normally get time to sit and watch things on Netflix or Disney Plus and stuff like that. So me being a big Star Wars nerd, of course, I'm really enjoying the book of Boba Fett. Oh my god! It's incredible. Yes, I rewatched all of The Mandalorian season one and two. Yeah, I'm a Star Wars nerd. And then, yeah, absolutely loving uh, the book of Boba Fett. It's just incredible. Yeah, I'm nerding out a wee bit here. And then I've been delving into Netflix and I've managed to rewatch all nine seasons of The Office. I have to say, I love The Office. Uh, so I've been really delving into that. So, yeah, aside from all of my watching habits and stuff, where I've had opportunity now to kick the heels up and just watch stuff on TV, which has been great, you know, because normally, you know, I'm out here in my garage recording podcasts or stuff for other radio projects and never really get the time to sit and just chill and watch stuff. So, yeah, it's been nice to kind of step back, but I'm back at it again, baby. Yeah, I actually watched the last episode of The Office before I come out here. So <laughs> I finished it, and let's go. Uh, I'm not emotional at all. Whenever they ended it, it was just terrible. Anyway, stop it, Rab. You're going to get into talking about Netflix instead of talking about piping. So let's bring it back on track then, shall we? But yes, if anyone does, does want to hear any more personal updates, then let me know. Uh, sometimes folks enjoy this, sometimes they don't. And they can just tell me, Rab, shut up. We just want the news. That's fine. You can email me as always. BigRabShow at gmail.com All right. So, updates about the show and myself aside. Yeah, you guessed it. It's that time of the week again. It's back. It's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rab Show Podcast. Discipline. Yes, this week's word of the week is discipline. Now, for good reason. Now, normally when people hear the word discipline, they think of it in a negative connotation where, you know, someone is being disciplined for being bad, doing something wrong. Discipline is always seen as a negative thing. But I want to talk about the word of the week discipline this week as a positive thing. Those who have self-enforced discipline... Yeah, they are high performers ordinarily uh, because they have that self-motivation, that self-discipline to be able to say to themselves, nah, yeah, it would be nice to sit with your heels up and watch three hours worth of Netflix, but 
maybe I'll squeeze tw- 10, 20 minutes in on the chanter here. You know, or maybe I'll lift my pipes and give them a blow for 10 minutes. Or I'll lift those sticks and try and get that final part of that hornpipe that I haven't got yet. You know... So it's having the discipline to lift your instrument, especially now at the moment that we're hoping to rebuild for this incoming season. And I know a lot of players out there are currently struggling getting to grips with their instrument again and finding it incredibly difficult. I have to say, first of all, you're not alone. We're all here with you. Uh, But yes, having that own internal discipline means the world whenever it comes to actually mastering your instrument. And yeah, sometimes people don't have it and they look externally for people like pipe majors, lead tippers, tutors to even kind of, you know, wrap them over the knuckles and say, hey, bye, did you practice this week? What's the crack? You're still sounding like a bag of bottles. That's terrible. Get it, get it sorted. You know, some people react to that, I suppose. So, yeah, this week's word of the week is discipline. And uh, yeah, maybe food for thought for this incoming week. Perhaps try to apply some of your own personal discipline within your own instrument whenever you're thinking about playing it. Indeed. Now, speaking of discipline and all the rest, and people in leadership roles of responsibility, you'd almost think I'm a professional radio guy and that I, yeah, linked this on purpose. I have to give a mention to the Piper's Dojo. You may have heard of this event. It's been quite heavily publicized online, and for good reason. This is a huge opportunity for those who are in roles of responsibility within a pipe band, specifically pipe majors. Um, Yeah, it's going to be quite awesome, and I'll talk to you about it. Yeah, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the annual Pipe Majors Symposium ran by the Dojo University. The tagline is Supercharge Your Leadership. Now, they're asking people to sign in and sign up for this symposium, which will be a two-day intensive online workshop. Kicking off on the 12th of February, following them with the 13th of February, you're going to be treated to 10 hours worth of workshops, also tailored one-to-one sessions for every attendee in attendance. And you'll have guest speakers, you'll have interviews and stuff. This is going to be absolutely invaluable. I've heard feedback from the previous one, uh, you know, the Pipe Major Symposium, and it was an absolute roaring success. Now, whenever you look at the lineup of attendees, where do you hear this? You'll be able to get instruction from one to one, yeah, from Richard Parks, MBE. Oh my God. Yep, you'll also have Alistair Henderson on there, of course, as well, from Inverary, and you'll have Ken Eller, all of which will be giving you all sorts of incredibly detailed advice, I suppose, in your approach to leadership. Now, whenever you read more about the advertisement and stuff, it talks about how a good majority of pipe bands out there, you know, normally it's the best player in the band, you know, gets the default pipe major role. But sometimes that shouldn't always be the case, because actually... Leadership requires not just being a good musician, but also being a good man manager, if that makes any sense. Can you work with people and get results, or can you just play a blistering hornpipe and jig? Do you know what I mean? If you can play an absolutely blazing MSR, does that warrant you for the position of leadership? It's an interesting conversation to have, and one of which ourselves here in the Big Rab Show hope to delve into in the near future. It's one episode that we've been working on for a while now. What makes the 
a perfect pipe major or perfect lead drummer for that matter. We have had a number of uh, interesting uh, voicemails and stuff from you guys and we are still working on putting that episode together so don't worry we haven't forgotten about it. What makes the perfect pipe major? What makes the perfect lead tipper? And we'll talk about it in a future episode of the pod. But if you are a pipe major or lead tipper for that matter, then this event may well interest you because, like I said, you'll have some of the best in the business here. Ken Eller, Alistair Henderson and Dr. Richard Parks, MBE. Uh, What an opportunity to be able to get one-to-one tailored sessions, uh, you know, to get your questions answered on leadership and being a pipe major. Possibly one of the most difficult jobs in piping, I would argue. So... Hi, there you are. For more information, check out the Piper's Dojo social media or indeed their website. Full information's all up there now, including of how to get your registration in. Uh, like I said, dates for your calendar. This will be the 12th and 13th of February for their upcoming Pipe Major Symposium. And I cannot recommend this enough. I say, you know, going from previous feedback that I've got from this event, yeah, you're going to want to check this out. All right. That's all I'm going to say. So shout out to the Pipers Dojo. Very excited for this upcoming event. And it's just a shame I'm not a pipe major because I would love to be there to be a fly on the wall to find out what advice is given. You know, I think it'd be an incredibly interesting conversation. Uh, Anyway, moving swiftly on, I have to say, if you're not going to be getting signed up to that, there are other opportunities out there for you to get signed up to help you with your plan. I have to give a shout out to Callum Beaumont, of course, from thebagpipecoach.com. He has a brand new product available where he's going to be throwing a workshop on the 30th of January, 6 p.m. here in the UK. And it's called, now this is all sorts of fun, Getting Fit. Yeah, it's like a keep fit class for your piping, which is all sorts of brilliant. He says, get yourself piping fit for 2022. Apparently, Callum will talk you through his process of getting himself prepared and ready for the 2022 season. It'll be a two-hour workshop, and it will include such things as bagpipe maintenance that you should always, and things that you should always have in your pipe case and stuff, selecting the right tunes for your respective grades, also, he'll work, walk you through some practice plans and routines, some technique exercise you could work on yourself. Also, giving yourself some achievable goals for the next year ahead, plus a lot, lot more. So for more information, of course, go to thebagpipecoach.com and, yeah, get signed up for that. Apparently, the workshop itself is 15 quid, but honestly, that's cheap at twice the price. So you get to spend two hours with Callum and this tailor-made program. So very, very interested in that. So... If you fancy getting yourself a piping fit for 2022, then go and check that out. TheBagpipeCoach.com. Quite an exciting opportunity, that one. Also, for those of you who enjoy watching the odd YouTube video, then I have to point you in the direction of Bruce Gandhi. Yeah, Bruce, of course, has been on the show here a couple of times now, uh, chatting about his own experience in the piping scene. Uh, But recently, he tells us that he's had a fall. Yeah, partly around November, December time last year in 2021, he had a fall outside of his home where he slipped in the driveway and really hurt his shoulder. Apparently he sprained it. And as a result, he found it incredibly difficult to to pipe, basically, because an injured shoulder is one of those injuries that's incredibly difficult when you have a bag under your arm. So he had to reluctantly take a forced seven-week break from piping, and he's now been documenting his journey back to recovery. And it's fascinating seeing his process here about how he's not expecting too much of himself. And that's, you know, we're seeing the baby steps that he's taking here. Obviously, blowing pipes for hours and hours and hours, 
just isn't possible with an injured shoulder. So it's great to see his process here and how he's not being overly difficult and, you know, hard on himself, I suppose, for not playing Pebrook for 25 minutes. So go and check that out. Bruce Gandhi, he has a series of videos. I think he's now just since released part two or even part three, I suppose, in this series now. Uh, so go and check that out. Bruce Gandhi on YouTube. Yeah, you can also check out his website as well, brucegandymusic.com. There's a wealth of material up there, including links to his YouTube channel, uh, where you can, yeah, check out his road to recovery following his fall. So, yeah, shout out to Bruce. And, yeah, these videos have been fantastic and, if anything, very encouraging for a lot of players out there who may well find themselves in similar situations trying to recover from injuries and stuff. So it's great to know that even the best in the piping game have the same struggles as all the rest of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we're not alone in that regard. So shout out to you, Bruce. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I would direct you all to go and check out his YouTube channel. It's very, very entertaining. Indeed. All right. Now, of course, here in the UK, it seems to be every five minutes, there's a change in the COVID restrictions. And it's so difficult to keep up with them. Even at the time of me recording this podcast, I guarantee this next news story that I'll read you, the details will probably change. And as soon as the episode releases, probably everything's changed. So, yeah, my advice for this next news story is just keep yourself on to the Rab Show social media where we are doing our best to try and keep on top of all the COVID restriction changes. Now, in recent days, we do know that there has been an announcement from the Celtic Connections Festival saying that they've had to cancel a lot of their in-person events. Now, we were looking forward to the launch of the Celtic Connections Festival, of course, with a lot of big concerts and big names actually coming to play as part of the festival. And now we're hearing that all of those, if not a good majority of them, have all been forced to cancel due to the current COVID safety restrictions in Scotland. However... They may well have changed, because just as I have come in here this evening, I see now that we have plans possibly to lift all restrictions in Scotland. And this may well change things for the Celtic Connections Festival and their announcement that they've just put out. So, the announcement that they've put out is that they're now going to be running a hybrid version of the Celtic Connections Festival, with a good portion of it apparently living online. So, for more information on all of this, I know it's extremely confusing... Is the concert on? Is it off? Are the gigs happening? Are they not? Your guess is as good as mine, I suppose. We're doing what we can to keep up to date with it on the Rab Show social media, like I say, our Facebook and Twitter and stuff. Uh, But like I said, just as I was coming in here to record this podcast, there was just an announcement there now by the Scottish First Minister saying that they're going to be lifting restrictions. We've yet to see dates and stuff and exact details, but yeah, we know... That, that that's what they're thinking, that they're going to be lifting all restrictions uh, and everything in Scotland. So they're just positive news, but again, sketchy on the details. So, yes, this is kind of a weird story because it's difficult to talk about because, like I said, restrictions are changing every five minutes. So please get yourself over onto the Big Rab Show social media on our Facebook and Twitter where we will do our best to keep you on top of every possible change and any restrictions in Scotland or in the UK. If you had any plans to go to Celtic Connections, my advice is to check their website, um, especially if you've had tickets for any events. Then again, I would encourage you to check the website. Is your ticket still valid? Is the event still happening? And uh, maybe it's online now. Maybe you can tune into the live stream. I don't know. But yeah, my advice, check the Celtic website or check in with ourselves on our social media. We're we're doing our best to keep you across everything. 
Now, I was mentioning an interesting video series there by Bruce Gandhi. I have to also mention <clears throat> there's a bit of a recent series by PipesDrums.com. Uh, they're holding now uh, a series of three videos, I suppose, uh, called The Peabrook Panel. Now, for those of you interested in Peabrook music, of course, this is quite an interesting conversation because it has some of the biggest names in the world of Peabrook involved and... It details, you know, where Peabrook came from, its current state and where they think Peabrook is now in 2022, but also what they think is the future for Peabrook music. And it's quite an interesting conversation. So, yeah, the contributors are, of course, uh, we have Colin McClelland, Derek Midgley and Jack Taylor. So some big names there involved in the Celtic music scene. And uh, definitely go and check that out. Shout out to PipesDrums.com for creating this video series. And I'll definitely be enjoying this one. The first video, of course, is now available. It's up there on their website, PipesDrums.com. Or it's also available on their YouTube channel. And I would urge you to go and have a listen to it. Uh, you know, Peabrook's not for everyone. Or it is, in some case. <laughs> it is. Peabrook is for everyone. And I would definitely urge you to go and check out this video because it's a very, very interesting conversation as to the possible future of Peabrook music. And, yeah, but some of the biggest names in the scene. So go and check that out. Now, of course, we'll be talking more about Peabrook music as the rest of the show progresses because uh, this week's topic of the week, yeah, we're talking to Dan Nevins, of course. So, yeah, we'll talk more about Peabrook going on further, indeed. Now, I have to give a shout this week to one of our favourite bands here in the Big Rab Show. Shout out to Rora. Shout out to Rora. Yeah, Rora, of course, have been teasing an upcoming album that they're going to be releasing on February the 4th. Now, I've been playing tracks from this album on Fuse FM Balamoney. They've released, I think, three different singles now from this upcoming album. And, uh, oh my word, I cannot wait for it to drop. So, yeah, it is available now on Rora's Bandcamp. So, if you are a Rora fan at all, I'm sure you've already pre-ordered it. I know I have. Um, but yeah, you're definitely going to want to get your mitts on this. So like I said, it's available for pre-order now. And uh, yeah, once you have pre-ordered, then you're guaranteed to get it on the day of release of February 4th. Or of course, you could tune in to ourselves in the Big Rab Show on Fuse FM and you'll get to hear some tracks from the album. Yeah, some of them are blistering. Like, the oh, whew, absolutely incredible. Uh, so yeah, I dare say I'll be playing tracks from this album now for the near future. Indeed. So, of course, there's another good reason to click on support on Patreon. Yeah, If you do happen to miss our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, then you can go over there on Patreon and get it over there. Yeah. So, there you go. Shout out to <coughs> Rora on your upcoming album. You're definitely going to want to grab a copy of it, indeed. Anyway. Okay. <coughs> I have to give a mention to Ian Burroughs. Yeah, of course. Our previous development officer from the RSPBA in Northern Ireland branch, who's now since retired, has been recently filmed doing a um, a review of a pipe bag. Has anybody seen this? Or a pipe case, I should say. Now, he details the benefits of this pipe case, not by its ability to protect your instrument, but by... The amount of alcohol it can carry. It's quite a hilarious video, by the way. So shout out to Ian Burroughs. If you, yeah, if anybody out there hasn't seen this video yet of Ian uh, reviewing this pipe uh, box and just how much booze you can get into it, it's actually hilarious. So shout out to Ian. Such an entertaining video. And we, we have it up there now on the Rab Show Facebook page for all of you to enjoy. It's really, really quite funny. <laughs> 
So, moving on from uh, pipe case reviews and such, I have to give a mention, actually, for a competition that happened this past weekend. Uh, that was the Central Florida Highland Games. Now, I wasn't aware of this event happening until the very last moment when I finally got a message uh, saying, uh, Rob, there's competition this weekend. Do you not know about it? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to Yuspapa and, yeah, the Central Florida Highland Games. Now, I haven't been across all of the details, uh, who was playing, who was entered, and who won what, but I do have the results from the Grade 4 competition, uh, which turned out to be a mini MSR competition. So, shout out to the city of Dunedin Pipe Band, who lifted ones right across the board, I think, by all accounts. Uh, also, shout out to the Rosie O'Grady Highlanders, who came in second, and in third place was Dunedin High School Pipe Band. Now, I have very little details about this competition, uh, so if anyone else is aware of any other grades that competed, or was there any drum major competition, Anything like that at all, you know, definitely would love to know more information about it. But shout out to you guys there. Being able to hold a pipe band competition at all is no mean feat. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to you guys. I hope you had the absolute best time. Uh, we're all insanely jealous here in the UK. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> insanely jealous. Now, I have to give a shout out to the Kingston Pipe Band. Kingston Pipe Band! Now, the reason I'm giving you a shout this week is because of your brand new drums. Oh, baby, these brand new drums look amazing. They've got a full set of axial snare drums and bass line, of course, with tenors and bass. And they have this, like, red pinstripe going through them and stuff. Oh, just go and check them out, guys, seriously. If you like looking at drums as much as I do, go and check out these drums, man. They're just, oh, they're absolutely special. So go and have a look at those. Shout out to the Kingston Pipe Band. These guys are awesome. I can't wait to actually see you out there with your new drums and everything and how they all sound. Very excited to hear that. So, yeah, shout out to you guys. Very exciting. Very exciting, all new drums. Okay. I have to give a mention then for a bit of an announcement that dropped this past week from the Kids with Cancer charity night. Yes. Now, we, yeah, we kind of had a little bit of an inkling that this might happen, but we weren't completely sure until it was all completely confirmed because restrictions here in Northern Ireland to do with COVID and everything had been tightening in recent weeks. Of course, with this old Omicron thing flying about, then, yeah, we've had to now reluctantly reschedule the Kids with Cancer charity event, which now, instead of happening in February, it's now going to be happening on the 30th of April. It's still going to be in the same venue and everything. It's going to be in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown here in Northern Ireland. And I'm very happy to say, actually, that all of the acts and everything that had been booked to attend the event are still confirmed to attend. So, yeah, for everyone who was hoping to see Shots and Dykehead do the business here in Northern Ireland, plus that Field Marshal Montgomery Drum Corps as well, you know, from the Gordon Parks era, that was going to be all sorts of special. Plus, we had Down Academy, Pipes and Drums. We had the RMA School of Drum Majors as well. Uh, we had all sorts of great soloists, pipers, drummers, singers even. There's a wealth of people up there. Plus, as well, we had a football legend as well. Jerry Armstrong was going to be doing like a Q&A session. So this event itself is going to be off the chain, as it always is. And we do hope to raise as much money as possible uh, for the Children's Cancer Unit there in the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. So... 
For those of you who've already got tickets for it, then please do keep a hold of those because they will still be valid for the event on the 30th. However, if you have yet to get your tickets for it, then please do get in contact as soon as possible uh, because spaces are limited uh, because these tickets are flying out the door. Now, there has been some questions asking about whether this event will be live streamed or not. Hmm, we've yet to confirm that. We don't know. We are working on it, and we do hope to have an answer for you shortly. So, like I said, if you are interested in actually attending the event in person, then please do contact Gary Smith direct, or, of course, uh, you can PayPal him your payment and everything through kidswithcancer2020 at outlook.com. There you are. Grab your tickets for this, guys. It's going to be a huge event this year, especially seeing... That the powerhouse that is Shots and Diecat are making the journey. I absolutely cannot wait to see those guys on stage doing the business. Very, very excited for that. Indeed. Now, we've been talking about various things being rescheduled and such. I have to give a mention to the Macmillan United Pipe Band, of course, who have now had to reluctantly reschedule or sorry, postpone their upcoming concert. It's been postponed until further notice until we can get a rescheduled date, I suppose. Uh, This was to be happening in the Black Rock Centre in Maryland, but unfortunately now it's been postponed and we don't know exactly when it will be rescheduled to. But as soon as we do know, uh, we will definitely let you guys know. So for anyone planning to attend the Macmillan concert that was due there on January 29th, that's now had to have been put off. So, yeah. Do keep a hold of your tickets, though, because we do believe that they are still honouring tickets. Indeed, they yeah, are. So, that keep a hold of your ticket, boy. Indeed. Now, I have to give a mention to Pipe and Hot Summer Drummer. Apparently, there's only six weeks remaining until Pipe and Hot Summer Drummer. It's not long until they open their doors. And they've been announcing some of their alumni, of course, is going to be attending this. And how, you know, people that you will have opportunity to learn with, uh, including Willie McCallum. That's just one name I'm going to drop in there. Uh, But, yeah, for more information, of course, you can go to phsd.net, pipeandhotsummerdrummer.net. For full information, of course, and the registration deadline actually is February 15th. So you do have time still to register if you do want to take part in this event. Uh, It's going to be kicking off on February 24th to the 25th, and then again from the 25th to the 27th. Confused yet? Yeah. For more information, go along to the Pipe and Hot Summer Drummer website uh, where they have a launch pad event for uh, you know, a day and a bit and then they have their full winter weekend uh, just after that. So I hope that makes sense. So yeah, shout out to the Pipe and Hot Summer Drummer. Very excited for this upcoming event. And like I said, some of the names they've been announcing for this, yeah, that's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be so, so good. Anyway, I have to give a mention to the National Piping Centre uh, and their winter gathering. Now, we have been mentioning this in previous pods, you know, before the holidays, that their winter winter gathering classes that were due to be happening on the 7th through to the 11th of February, they've now decided that it'll be online only. It was initially thought that it could be held in person, but now, of course... Yeah, the decision has been made that it will be run online only. So for more information, of course, go to the National Piping Centre website. And uh, if you're already registered for this, then don't worry, you have nothing further to do. They will be in contact with you about the online portion of it and how the whole thing will run. So yeah, shout out to the National Piping Centre, making a call of judgment there, I suppose. 7th to 10th of February for their winter gathering. That will all be held online now. Now as well, I have to say there's promising signs for our competition circuit here in the UK, uh, especially for the World Championships. One event that we kind of use as a bit of a litmus test for the Worlds, 
And that's the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo. Now, this last number of months, actually, they have been furiously promoting tickets for this. And the event, apparently, is selling like hotcakes. So, yeah, this is very promising signs for the World Championships. And, uh, yeah, if anyone out there wants to get tickets for the Edinburgh Tattoo... Go and grab them now before they're gone, because we all know that they sell out ridiculously quick. So, yeah, if you want to be part of that event and go and see it in action, then the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo website is where you go. Uh, But, yeah, it does bode well for us piping fans, of course, competitive piping fans, uh, that, yeah, if the tattoo is happening, then it does bode well for the worlds, I think. So, we'll take courage from that. I have to give a very brief mention on the show to bagpipemusic.com. Quite an incredible website that we've mentioned on the show quite a number of times, actually. Well, they've now added several more tunes to their collection, of course, by Ross Miller. Ross Miller! Yeah, a good number of his tunes have now been listed and are available on bagpipemusic.com. There you are. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, if you are interested in possibly learning some of these tunes or picking yourself up a copy, go to bagpipemusic.com. That's where you can go. So shout out to Bagpipe Music. It's quite a huge collection of music there, by the way. I've spent hours just delving through the tunes and stuff that are available. So quite awesome. Quite awesome. So yeah, shout out to those guys. Definitely worth picking up uh, Yeah, a few tunes by Ross. Why not? Now, before we get into this week's topic of the week, I have to give a mention this week to something really quite special that warmed my heart before I come out to record the podcast this week. I have to give a mention to Katie, the Wheeled Piper, as you may well know her on social media. Um, Katie has been quite a prolific bagpiper for a number, well, quite a number of months now online, and she's quite famous as being the Wheeled Piper. She is in a wheelchair and can play bagpipes like no tomorrow. I have to give a very special mention to the wheel piper and just to encourage to say, yes, keep up that blister and piping. It's absolutely brilliant. But I also have to mention G1 Reeds and Jock Elliott, of course, at the G1 team, uh, managed to kit her out on a whole new set of bagpipes and a tailor-made chanter as well, which will also help her with her piping. Uh, because she has the unique challenge of having to pipe whilst sitting down. So Jock Elliott and the guys there at G1 Reads managed to make a tailor-made chanter, which would kind of negate any issues as a result. And uh, yeah, what a fantastic, heartwarming story. And shout out to everyone there at G1 Reads. What a fantastic story. And uh, yeah, they managed to give her a dose of uh, G1 swag as well. A few t-shirts and stuff and towels and a bag cover and stuff. All with the G1 logo on it. Looks quite awesome. So shout out to Kitty, the wheeled bagpiper, and to G1 Reads as well. What an awesome gesture. And uh, yeah, keep up the great pipe in there, Kitty. It's fantastic stuff. Well done. Alrighty. Yes, you guessed it. It's that time of the week, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, it's time for me to finally go and get Michelle a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. 
Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Having launched the Regimental Series in March 2019 and the Axial Series in August of the same year, the British Drum Company were firing on all cylinders. That was until the world was hit by a global pandemic and they were forced by the government to stop production, close the doors and lock up the factory. In May 2021, they reopened their doors and the production lines started to flow again. The company is as busy as ever and are happily back making shells, filing snare beds by hand and polishing drums prior to dispatch. If your corps is looking for a new set of drums, then don't hesitate to get in touch with their marching department for more information. Don't forget, tours are available for all leading drummers on their corps. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Ah, uh, yes. Topic of the week time, and uh, yeah, that cup of tea went down an absolute treat. You know, it's been a while since I've had a cup of tea. I just sat on my own for a bit, you know. Uh, last week, of course, I managed to sit with the Rab Show team and have a bit of a blather, as they say in Northern Ireland, and yeah, that was, that was good, yeah. But normal service has been resumed, and uh, yeah, we're back at it again. It's time for Topic of the Week. Now, this week, we have Dan Nevins on the podcast, and for good reason, uh, Dan, of course, is author of Peabrook is for Everyone. And if you haven't read it yet, then seriously, folks, you're missing a trick. Uh, we're going to talk more about that, of course, in the upcoming interview. But Dan's going to be involved in quite an interesting project that's going to be run by the National Piping Centre. And as a result, we thought we'd bring Dan on to talk all about it, just what it is and how people can get involved. So... Without further ado, let's welcome Dan to the podcast. So, welcome to the podcast. Quite a familiar face at this point on the podcast. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm very well. Yeah, I'm here in the bowels of the Python Centre, the heart of the Grace Note Factory. Indeed, the Grace Note Factory. I love that term. I know people have called it that. Yeah. <laughs> so, how's things, man? How are you keeping? Uh, good. Yeah, good Christmas and New Year. I'm just kind of getting back on the horse practice-wise. Um, it, it's... I suppose it's that way where, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, like everybody else, you kind of put the pipes down over Christmas and New Year to concentrate on all the kind of truly important things in your life, uh, and then you get to January and go, how do these things work again? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've, I, I've been kind of back on it for two weeks, and I, I'm I'm feeling kind of better about what I'm doing now. I've got a lot of new pieces that I'm going to play this year competitively, so that's always a bit trepidatious, but I think it'll be good in the long run, you know, like, even if it's not successful immediately i think that'll do me good as a player to expand my horizons and what tunes i'm playing that's it and why not sir if anything well you can't you interrupted my own practice session before we hit record here so (laughs) (laughs) it is it's good to get back into your hands again because as you say after taking that period of time you know to eat turkey and drink beer for like two weeks it takes a wee bit of time to get back into it again do you know what i mean yeah yeah there's definitely a ramping up that happens i think Uh, and what i'd say Mm. folk is that like 
you've got to be patient with yourself and you've got to have a plan. You know, you can't come back to it and expect um, expect there have been changes when you haven't made changes. But alternatively, I, I've found a few times myself that things that maybe I'd been stressed about in my playing, well, after a bit of a break, I can look on them really freshly. So it's, I think it's making sure you don't take too long of a break. Uh, as I suppose that very neatly leads into why I'm here. You know, I'm sure there are exactly. big Rav Show viewers who are like, why is this guy back again? Um, <laughs> and maybe they're right. So the, the whole crack is, I, I'm in the Pipe Centre for a reason. Yeah, right. I've been in here filming stuff all day. Oh. Um, it's the back of two just now, and I've been in here for hours. Um, right. So what we've got to do is, that we had this, this kind of thought, right? So um, I used to be a Ruben-esque gentleman, right? And Ruben was a painter that painted big fat people. So, um, <laughs> so apologies to anyone that found that offensive, but there you go. So well, in, in the last year, I decided to take control of my personal health, right? So I changed my diet, I started exercising, blah, 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 blah. Yes. And um, one of the one of our admin team, our marketing officer, Helen Urquhart, is a, a, a runner, a reader, all that sort of stuff, and does mm-hmm. these challenges. And in December... I took on a thing called 30 for 30. So it was 30 minutes cardio every day for 30 days. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it was great. I, I, I learned a lot about, you know, what I could, what I could endure, what I could produce, all that sort of stuff. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we talked about, cause we got into a conversation, Helen's done loads of this stuff. Um, and I was like, well, what if we put together one for Pipers? Now, the fact is that you might not feel like it all the time, but globally things are moving on. Okay, we're coming back. The pipe band's going to be coming back. The solo piping's definitely coming back. Um, You probably, a lot of folk out there, really want to get into it, but just haven't got a plan, haven't got the support. There's no fault of their own. There's no fault of the structures around them. But just things have been become dormant. So in an effort to rattle everyone's cage, we've come up with the February Piping Challenge. Oh, I like the sound of this. So what is it then, Dan? What's the details here? Brass taxes. We um, created a hashtag, um, which I can't remember what it is now, but I'm sure you'll find out very soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the whole crack is: is 28 days in a row. Okay, we're, we're inviting you to practice with us for 28 days in a row. Every day we'll have a selected subject, so oh. it could be memorising tunes, hand changing, two four march playing, tuning your pipes, steady blowing. It, we've really tried to, to create 28 days worth of stuff. Uh, yeah. Our junior championship is on the twin on the nineteenth on the nineteenth of February. Yeah, uh, halfway here, through. Yeah, mm-hmm. split in between here in uh, Kilcadden's and our Otago Street campus. Um, yeah. And the week leading up to that is all going to be stuff about preparation for competition. You know, just wee tweaks that you can make the week of mm. stuff like that. It's really just that, an effort to give you a reason and some support. So I guess the reason I'm on here isn't just to, to promote this, but also to ask mm-hmm. of you, Rav, and of all the big Rav Show listeners sure. to get involved. This is your opportunity to make yourself the piper you want to be. It's not going to happen overnight, but this is a start. <laughs> I'd love to. This sounds amazing. So well, to me, I'm still kind of shaky. I'm kind of relatively a beginner. I still haven't hit that competition circle yet. Is this open from, you know, beginner level all the way up to advanced or yeah i think the idea was to say like here's a bunch of stuff that we kind of universally say so like uh the very first thing we're doing okay mm-hmm. so on the the first of february i'm going to be hosting a live stream 
where I'm going to do a full maintenance breakdown of a set of pipes. So right. I'm going to take a set of pipes from scratch to playable, uh, live in front of your very eyes. That'd be um, good, yeah. And the idea being that, I, I, you know, I've been thinking about this quite a lot. I'm going to give you all the secrets, right? Nothing's off the table. Seeing these live streams, put it in the <laughs> comments box. Anything you want figured out, and I'll tell you how it works. Ah, brilliant. But, yeah. And this is free. This is free. See, as long as you've got Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can get this. That's you're a big selling point, nothing. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're asking for nothing but your participation. And even if you skip a couple of days, it doesn't matter. All we want you to do is to embrace it. That's the yeah. idea. And I, I, what I'm asking for as well is when you see it, share it. Because you might see it in your timeline, but somebody else needs to see it. And I'd ask yeah. this of every piper and like the drummers as well, right? If you're involved at all, I would encourage that folk to, to take an idea, take the idea of the togetherness of it. I think mm. that one thing Robert Matheson spoke about this last last time, or like in his episode, about mm. the community of pipers and drummers being so much more supportive now yes. than it ever has been. Absolutely. And that's what we, we want to embrace. Mm-hmm. No, I think this is a fantastic idea. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, maybe a lot of people out there are kind of like me and they've learned or started to learn over lockdown throughout all of this. And I don't know, as myself as a you know beginner bagpiper, I've never had the opportunity to hang out with other pipers, to even play with them and ask questions. You know, what happens if my bass drone's wobbling or, you know, how do I fix certain things? So this could be something where I could kind of ask those questions firsthand then, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it gives you that real time opportunity to do that. You know, like I, I've believed yeah. that we're hoping to do it, and you'll know, be obviously we'll take COVID into account for these things. But I'll be on one side of the camera, and there'll be somebody else manning a laptop on the other side that can yeah. examine this stuff and kind of feed stuff through. That's mm. the plan, anyway. Um, if not, it'll just be me and a laptop sort of awkwardly going back and forth, but that'll not matter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would encourage folk to, to, to give us the questions. I mean, these mm. things. Um, can seem like a bit of a mystery. And I think, especially if you play in a pipe band and having been yeah. like a, you know, the vast majority of my time piping, and say all of my time actively out in the world piping, I have been involved in pipe bands. Yeah. Um, your pipe major doesn't have time. At, you know, no. the three hours a week actual band practice that you have mm-hmm. to tell you, look, this is how, the, this is the relationship between the chant and the drones on a music theory level. And this is you know, the technical the understanding of what you are listening to so yes. that you can share that and communicate it. Um, but what they can say is, you're playing that too fast and hold that note longer. And yeah. Headlines, <laughs> headlines only. So what I'm, I'm offering, uh, and it's not just me, I would say that you know we've got a, a, a schmoggers board of different tutors who are going to be adding their own stuff. So you won't just have to listen to me for a month, ramble on. <laughs> um, although I will be rambling on quite a lot. Um, but it'll be, you know, we'll get stuff like uh, Wilson Brown taking us through two, four marches. Oh, right, great. Uh, hand changing with Stephen Blake. Uh, Willie McCallum taking you through the heavy movements, grips, tourlers, barrels, all that sort of stuff. Yes. Um, it's it's a, a real variety of player in there. Um, and then hopefully, I guess what we try to say, the mission of the National Piping Centre is the same mission that the College of Piping had in 1946. It's to expand and increase the visibility of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its performers. So, yeah. like I was saying before, we ask nothing of you other than a minute and a half, two minutes maybe, every day to say, all right, that's what they're talking about. I'm going to have a think about that and apply it to your practice. There you are. That's fantastic. So this is, again, completely all for free. 
So where can folks go to access this, Dan? Is it on the website or whereabouts? So it'll be on uh, on our socials, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. If you search the National Hmm. Piping Centre, you'll find us, I suppose. I see. And uh, you'll see more and more stuff coming out about it. I think, not I think, we will be having Hmm. a more detailed breakdown, including like daily subjects on bagpipe.news, our news site, um, in in the coming week. Uh, As we get closer to it, we'll be putting more and more stuff out about it. I'll probably be putting out lots of little sort of vignette things myself um through even through my own because for everyone page yeah. just to make sure uh that the 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 word is out there um and i guess the big word is objects in motion stay in motion it's coming back so you better be ready when it is there you go exactly so you may as well kick the ball rolling now exactly yeah so dan well i think well first of all thanks for this amazing idea i think it's a cracking i you know idea to get people playing again and that's exactly what we're focused on here too in the rab show so yeah we'll definitely be getting involved even if it was only me and not the rest of the rab show team but we'll do it we can to get involved for sure yeah so well it's funny that you mentioned paperwork is for everyone because i have to say first of all congratulations on the publication of that book man what an amazing title Oh, thanks very much. How have you found the reaction to the book? I, th- I know the last time we were chatting to you is when you were getting ready to launch it, but now it's out there. What do you think the feedback's been so far? Um, I think it's been universally quite good. I mean, there was a, a point where some silly people said some silly things about something they didn't understand. Um, <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, well, that's just silly silliness, isn't it? Um, but I mean, I, I, I've, I've been really pleased that I get feedback pretty regularly from people who got the book, finished the book, and what I tend to hear is, this has been so digestible, it's so easy to read. There's even folk have claimed that it's funny in places. Um, I didn't yep. try to be funny. Um, <laughs> but I, I, Well, I didn't try to be funny. I just put things in that I thought were funny. See if you ever write a book grab. The huh. thing you'll notice is that it drives you mad. You know, like... Uh, but but how, actually, how does it drive you mad? Because <laughs> like, it's like um, it's being in an echo chamber sometimes, especially once you start editing it. So <laughs> uh, the, the thing that I've, I've probably found the most kind of quick return sort of uh, feedback on has been um, there's a bit in it where I'm talking about like the like early music, the, the generation of court music. And yes. I, I, I put together a kind of monologue about you know the sort of the ideas behind court music you know somebody wealthy and powerful finds someone in their community that knows all the local songs who happens to be a good singer a good lute player or whatever Mm -hmm. brings them in front of their guests and that's how showbiz starts yes um so but i I go into i go off on a bit of a wild tangent it's a a bit hilarious that part if i'm honest yeah it's quite funny um, (laughs) the ethel the poorly named and all that stuff yeah (laughs) <laughs> but, but the whole thing was like, you know, I would find that funny. And I thought, well, I mean, there's nothing in there that's, you know, harmful or rude or anything like that. No. So it's very likely somebody else will chuckle at it as well. Yeah, but exactly. I think that's how you retain stuff. So I had a really nice moment during Piping Live. Must have been like the Thursday. I stepped outside for a breath of fresh air. I mean, during Piping Live, of course, staff, we are running about all over the place. We had no volunteers, so we had only about three or four volunteers this year. Uh, and, um, you know, it was a great week, but it was a working week. Yeah. So I stepped outside to grab a breath of fresh air, and I saw a bunch of teenagers reading my book. Yeah, and I recognised yeah. a few of them for, like, the youth band and stuff like that. Like, I kind of knew who they were. Yeah. Um, 
But what I noticed is that it was Thursday and they were all about halfway through it. And I thought, It doesn't know, take them long. There you go. It's, it's about 205 pages, you know, and it's really big. It's not a, it's not a great big tome. And that's not to take away from the books about Peebrook that are great big tomes. Aye. Goodness knows I've got all of them. <laughs> so um, I've read through a lot of them. And the, I think the thing for me was I wanted to write something that was for pipers on the street, not an academic thing. Yes. And I, again, I don't mean to take away from academic writings. that My book would be here without those. You know? yes. um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you go, if you say to somebody... Here I've got you, uh, Dr. William Donaldson's Highland Pipe and Scotch Society, 1750 to 1950 for your birthday. And they say, oh, that's great. My chair's been wobbling, so I'll just fire it under here. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Like with, with Peebrick, is for everyone. You can, like what I've, I've said, I say it in the epilogue of the book, you know, give it to your friends. You know, yeah. um, I, I, I guess the big thing is the mission is the mission. You're trying to get as many people not even into playing it, but into appreciating and going, I understand a bit of how that works now. It yeah. doesn't seem like something that is the for me. You know, and I always mm. thought it was something that wasn't for me. It was the for me. You know, it was, I, I wasn't of the echelon. Yeah. And then yes. you go, well, at a certain point, you go, well, I had to get into it. Goodness knows, growing up, my tutors tried to get me into it, but I was obsessed with pipe bands. Um, and by the time that I kind of came out of that fog, I was like, oh, I better do something else now. See, Dan, and you do mention that at the start of your book about being involved in the band scene and that Peabrook is seen as this like really upper class part of piping, you know, and it's not for us commoners down here in the band scene, but uh, do you know, that's absolutely not the case. Yeah, oh, absolutely not. And it's, it's never really has been the case, but you've got to remember that see in the mid to late 20th century, we had one of the, one of the great pipe minds of all time, right? Unarguably with Seamus McNeil. Oh, and we yeah. often joke about mm-hmm. Seamus McNeil's ghost here in the piping centre. You know, every time a picture falls off the wall or a door slams, like, I'll be Seamus. Um, <laughs> but he was, he was not just a great player, he was a great thinker. He was a, a professor of natural philosophy at Glasgow University. Um, he was kept out of war service because he was deemed like, you know, essential personnel for education. I see. And then um, yeah. by his writings in the piping times, what's... I feel personally a little sad about Seamus's legacy is he left behind lots of research and great editorials, but he also liked getting the boot into people. Mm, so like yeah. famously, Gordon Duncan, Gordon you know, Duncan. Uh, yeah. if this is the way Python's going, I'm going to take up the fiddle. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's a witty line. It's good. But did I actually do Python any good? For all that Seamus mm. did Python, well, I mean, we'll never finish thanking Seamus, Ed McNeil and Tommy Pearson for yeah. what they've done for Python. But at the same time, you go like, oh, could you not have just been a bit nicer in general? And, and I'm there sure in person, I'm, I'm sure in person he was, he was fine. But yeah. a lot of the things he said was stuff like, oh, real pipers don't play in pipe bands. Uh, yeah. How harsh a statement is that? And you mm. know, look, everybody out there, you know what pipers are like. Oh, hey, got a negative thing to tell you. It's negative, so it must be the truth. Must be, <laughs> must be true. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work like that. But yeah. I grew up in the in like the, the 90s um, where there was a massive pipe band boom. And pipe bands, you know, like you're really seeing like the dominance of the overseas bands. Yes. Like when I was a wee boy, like being dragged around pipe, pipe band contests with my father. I say dragged, I was probably dragging him at a certain point. But um, I used to carry his pipe case about. So See, he'd be tuning yeah. up the band and I'd be carrying the case with all the spare bits and pieces in it. Mm-hmm. Um 
And you know, it take. I remember seeing like Vicky Police win the worlds in '98 and playing off with Watson Matilda through the ranks of the shots. God, I remember that too. Yeah, my and what a moment. Like, and not yeah. really getting it at the time, but I, I know it was a bit of a tongue in cheek thing to do, right? Mm. Um, and by the way, you'd never get that now. Is the world's too small a place? Everything's pals to everybody else. You'd yeah. Never get that. <laughs> However, um, but you know, wee things like that stick in my head, and I always felt kind of part of that fraternity. Mm. And with, when it came to Peabrook, you know, the guys that tried to teach me Peabrook, God bless them, they were right. Mm. But me, because of the way that you work within a pipe band, there are no ambiguities in pipe bands. And if you're sitting there going, right, just watch somebody's foot, you know, the, the, see on that break, go when my foot hits the ground. You're already on your loser. Yeah. Richard Parks, does he do that? Oh, right? yeah. Alan mm-hmm. Tully, does he do that? They no. know exactly when they're hitting that beat. All mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Yeah. And like, you go into Peabrook and they're like, ah, you know, how long's a ball of string? How long have you got to hold that note for? Yeah, just stretch like, it and, you, yeah. You've got to know, you've got to know what that thing is. Mm-hmm. But I would say this, it made me a far better musician. You know, I'll get a degree in music and I'd say now, 10 years later, I'm 10 times the player I was a decade ago. And I'd put it down to, in Peabrook, you learn more stability in your instrument. You, more, you learn more about yourself as an instrumentalist. Mm. Um, you get to learn a great deal about structures of music as well. It might not feel like that, but you do. And mm. even just an inherent groove. Now, as a drummer, Rob, you'll know what I mean by groove. Oh, yeah, yeah. You find that pocket, don't you? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But how many pipers do you know that play in squares all the time? Good Aye. pipers even, but it's mm. all dink, 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 dink. <laughs> when you play, yeah. play Peabrick, it's not always that even. Some some phrases no. have six pulses, some phrases have three some That's places it. have five, and like they've all got to tie together inside of an inherent groove. Mm-hmm. And I find all that stuff, okay, as a big music nerd, interesting. And maybe it's not for everybody, but what I wanted to do with that book was say, look, at least if you know, if you can get your way from the start to the end of this, you can see why things are the way they are. Yes. And hopefully that makes listening to music palatable. It does, 100%. And do you know, Dan, what, what I was doing... Um, I reread your book again over the Christmas period when it was off. And, um, you know, I actually went back and watched old videos of Glenfiddich and stuff. And you have various different reference points on your throughout the book as well. And uh, I just went mad in researching them. You know, it, it seemed to be your book kind of kicked me off down a path. <laughs> I was like, okay. all right, I want to hear this chin and how it's actually, you know, phrased and expressed and stuff. And look at all the stuff that you mentioned in the book. So thank you. It's your fault that I'm now kind oh. of, Partially obsessed with Peabrooks. <laughs> well, I mean, as you, one thing I find as an educator now as well is that, like, you know, once I've got a student to a point where they can play their first March of Spain reel, right? Mm. So, like, you know, Willie Gray's Farewell to the Glasgow Police, Captain Colin Campbell, and, uh, you know, Colonel McLeod, something like that. That's sort of a level of <laughs> And it's, it's all right. You know, you can go, well, you can play it on the pipes and you get through it. And if you're working with me, I'll make sure you get your pipes work, even if it's via Zoom, which is a bit like a bit like the Crystal Maze. Uh, Mind yeah. having to be folk outside kind of shouting into the room. <laughs> it's like that a lot. Yeah. Um, but basically, I'll get to a point where I go, right, you can play a Marcus Bain reel. So you get the idea of our three big idioms in light music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll introduce the ground of a pee Some pupils are tell. You learn the ground of a P-brick. Some people that don't, they just say it's a slow way. Ah, and there I see. are tunes out there for that. When you can mm. kind of hoodwink folk in there. Yeah. But <laughs> what, what I found as a student was because 
I came from a piping family and I had a really good musical vocabulary earlier on mm. because I spent all my time listening to pipers. I think that sometimes my tutors expected me to be a little bit further on than I actually was because a lot of it was monkey right. see, monkey do. I was yes. dead good at copying. Like I played just like my father till I was about 15, you know, right. which is no yeah. mean feat, right? Especially <laughs> not in these younger days. But um, mm. it's that way that I was like, I just copied that because I heard it all the time. And then yeah. I got, you know, my tutors changed and I got more refined. And like, I had guys like Jim Semple, who's, you know, a really well-known pipe band yes, church, but yeah. played in the Glasgow Police, well, Glasgow Police, played in the Strathclyde Police Band under Ian McClellan. Mm-hmm. And it was Jimmy that taught me how to like hit it and quit it. You know, how to get in and out, how to hit the brakes, how to meet the five things you have to meet to win majors, all that sort of stuff. There you go. And yeah. like, all those sort of things were really, really mm. important. But now I think as an educator, right, those are important and they're simple. So mm. therefore, I should be able to slide Peabrick into this because it's all Python rather yes. than this is like music, that's Peabrick and there's yeah. a gap between them. There really shouldn't be. And see no. the best players. I've been so privileged, by the way. I, I can't thank, you know, Roddy McLeod, Alberto Laidlaw, the guys that hired me to work here yes. enough. I, I got I met my wife here, you know, like my, my best friends work here. Um, mm. And I get to hang around with like childhood heroes when when Roddy was here, you know, he, asking like Roddy and Willie questions or hearing the two of them blethering about about the, their days of Titan. Um, you absorb a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Oh gosh, I, I, I can't even imagine just how interesting that would be. You know, <laughs> but they talk about Titan. Mm. They don't talk about light music and pipe bands and Peabrook over here. They talk about pipe as well. The whole thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. The whole umbrella term, really. Instead of its own little separate boxes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, so, yeah. Dan, I have to say, for anyone listening right now who hasn't got a copy of your book, you should really go and get it because it's absolutely fantastic. So thank you. And, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Good point. Um, I recorded the audio book over Christmas oh, of the Year. I- that was what I was going to get to. Have you finished it? I know you're working on it. it. Yeah, it's, yeah, I've finished reading all the words out. And um, tell you this, see if uh, if audiobooks had been around about 120 years ago, War and Peace would be about 150 pages. Because uh, having to listen to yourself back is torturous. Oh, However, man. So, yeah. But the audiobook is... Um, the audiobook's slightly shorter than the, the paper book because oh. I, I've not been able to add as much in terms of the footnotes and things like that because it just doesn't yes. go well. But all, yeah. the, all the core information's there. Uh, every chapter is bookended with excerpts of P-Book as well. It is, um, yeah. Of me mm-hmm. playing it. So whether you like that or not, it's me playing it. Oh, the actual recordings? Oh, oh yeah. well, yeah, just wee snippets, you know, bump to get you from one to the other. Hey. Um, and I think the idea is, uh, uh, there's a friend of mine who is a professor, he works for the Royal National Institute for the Blind, and basically masters mm. audiobooks all day, every right. day. Um, so he's slightly bonkers. However, um, <laughs> he agreed to kind of double check it over for me and stuff. So he's going through that process now. Right. I'll, I'll be, yeah, hopefully in early February, I'll actually be putting it out there and that'll be available well, it'll definitely be available on dnpiping.com. That's, that's you where go. you get all this stuff. Yeah. But um, hopefully on like iTunes and all that kind of carry on as well. Fantastic, uh, but- yeah. I know I've already read the book twice now, but I'm definitely going to get the audio book as well. So, yeah, that's fantastic. So I have to ask you then the obligatory question, possibly everyone's going to be wanting to know, is that, will there be any more follow-ups now, Dan, to this? Yeah. In mind, I'm going to do Pipe Banza for everyone. Um, oh, that's a good so one. The, the thing about it is, these 
are for everyone books have to float around a, a, a central idea. So in mm. P book is for everyone. It, it was that that was the thing. You're making it universal. Yes. In pipe bands are for everyone. I feel very much more like I've got my feet on solid ground with pipe bands and the sort of yeah. there has to be a narrative. But the question that I'm asking and I'm trying to answer, or I will be trying to answer, is why do we do things the way we do them? Ooh, that could be tough in some instances. <laughs> exactly. Why do we stand in a that, circle? Why do we? Yeah, that, that's going to be a lot of questions there. Yeah. Well, I've never met a piper or drummer who I've stood and had a pint way in the beer tent that hasn't said to me, "We should be doing this." I don't understand why we do it. Oh, these old these old men keep telling us we do that do it this way because that's the way they did it. It's not exactly <laughs> the way they did it. You know, no, like we yeah. don't realise that music's an oil tanker. It's not a speedboat. You can't turn an oil tanker on a dime. It arcs mm. round to a different direction. And things like, you know, there's stuff that I'm really interested in, like uh, the, the, the piping scene of Toronto from 1960 to 1987. Right? I think that's wow. going to be a really interesting thing because you get, yeah. like, Mike Gray, well, Bill Livingston's probably the, the spearhead there. But if yes. you read Bill's book, he talks about a kind of pyramid of guys he was mm-hmm. probably the poster boy. But I don't, like, you guys like Ed and I in there. There was a yeah. band, is it the Glengarry Highlanders? It was I've a recording yeah. went up last year on YouTube, right? And it's like Paul mm-hmm. McClellan, Ed and I, and a bunch of, like, Canadian players. But they, they, it's like a recording of their medley. And I'm telling you right now, that medley would be Space Age today. If you wow. played that great one today, folk would be like, ah, it's amazing, I can't believe you I'm I'll not talking check about the tone of the plane. I'm talking about the music. Though. The actual content of it, Dan. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, hmm. okay, you could maybe say, well, it could be delivered better. I'm sure those men would say, oh, fair enough, it was 30-odd years ago, so I. Um, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, but you see yourself, well, these things are going on. And to this day, that hmm. sort of Ontario, to, out to the provinces um, of Canada, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, ex- there's been a tradition of acceptance of experimentation. Yes. Now, yeah. you've got mm-hmm. to also ask the question of, well, why doesn't that happen over here in Scotland? Happen, well, mm. let's say in the, you know, the, the, the UK and the Republic of Ireland, why, why doesn't that happen here? Mm. The nicest way of putting it, the bands are all dead good. Of your top 10 bands on the planet, yeah. how many of them are based between Glasgow and Dublin? Like, between, if you think of that yeah. geographical arc. Um, That's and true. It's kind of, so it's, it's you, you, there's probably a tradition of not taking risks there. But that, that's, that's things, okay, I've maybe answered a bit of that question, but let's be honest, a pretty thin answer I've just given. I'd like to know more. There's going to be so, a lot more to that, I'm definitely sure. And not only just in Canada, but also around the globe. Oh, Dan, yeah, that's just know. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you're Australian, New Zealand scene, South Africa, United States is a huge thing in itself. So, yeah, I dare say this is going to be quite a big book. There's a lot well, to delve I, I into know. here. <laughs> I think what I'm going to try to do is... So my, my methodology, last time I had lots of uh, academic research to go into, hmm. but pipe bands, for whatever reason, God bless them, but nobody seems that interested in academically researching <laughs> the history of pipe bands. That's true. And it's not really a history of pipe bands. I don't know. What are the, the things that I've, I've set out for myself to say, these are the things that must be here. Hmm. Thing one, why do we do the things we're doing? Okay, well, uh, it's trickle down. So whatever happens in grade one will happen in grade three, five years later. So, or even just like the tunes will migrate within a season, that sort of stuff. That's Mm -hmm. natural, that's good. Um, So you've got to see, well, the history of the development of the pipe band has to be centered around grade one bands. I said that to my father, 
right, who's a man, 65-year-old, been playing in pipe bands since he was seven, the second generation of evidences to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, no, nope, you're absolutely wrong. And I was like, what really? do you mean? He goes, pipe bands are community-based musical ensembles. Uh, they only became athletic when Richard Parks became pipe majors of FM. And I went, no, oh, hang on a minute. Wow. Uh, I thought that was a really interesting statement. Yeah, I was a massive FM fan growing up. Like I, I was like, yeah. oh, I could, if he'd said that to me 15 years ago, he went, "Are oh, you right?" But I bet if you mm. asked Richard, he would go, "Well, actually, I was really influenced by." And suddenly, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you kind of find that, and you go back to like, right? At what point did it become? Athletic, right? To borrow a phrase, right? Yes, yes. And you say, well, it has to be sometime after World War Two. And there's all these things that start to feed in, and I can kind of see the octopus of this information. Mm. Um, but I think that the trick is going to be forming it into a narrative. And yeah. try to keep it short. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find the oldest piper that I can think of, who mm-hmm. is Bob McPhee, who taught me when I was a wee boy. Bob's yeah. 95, and Bob was taught by uh, Peter McLeod Sr. in Glasgow mm. in the 20s, or oh, the 30s. Um, the 1930s, I should say, because we're already in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but he played in pipe bands in Glasgow in that I era. Yeah. I can't think of, of anybody else. And by the way, if you're listening to this, if you're 105 and you played in pipe bands anywhere, yeah, get in touch. Well, really, <laughs> I'd love Indeed. to speak to you about it. Yeah. And like, but it's. Uh, Bob played in the Glasgow Shepherds, which is Archie McFedrin's band. Now, right. That's just some old dead guy to most, most listeners, right? But Archie McFedrin taught a lot of great players. Um, Donald McPherson played in that band. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what Bob said to me is there were another hmm. couple of boys that died in World War II that were better players than Donald McPherson was. Oh, wow. And you're like, yeah. that's a big claim, right? But Certainly. I was like, I'm intrigued here because that's the stuff gone you know when exactly now, i don't know how i yeah. incorporate that in your book but it's nice to know uh, definitely good to capture don for sure yeah so I th- I, obviously i'm not putting you under any pressure and asking for release dates and stuff but definitely <laughs> keep us under you know keep us informed and stuff and let us know how progress is going and if yeah, there is uh, anything ourselves and rab show can do to help man just let us know you know great i think what i'm going to do is i've got a few sort of musical projects i'm going to do in the meantime through key breakers for everyone um a few yeah. years ago for Python Today, when Python Today was going, I did a series called The Modern P-Brick Project, where I took tunes that were from the late 20th century and interviewed the composers, learned them, interviewed the composers, and kind of got a lesson from the composer ah, on nice. how the tune was played. So um, I'm going to kind of return to some of that, but what I'm going to do is look at orchestrating these tunes for you know, groups of pipers, for musical ensembles, and try to produce something. I'm going to start it all off with a composition of my own. So basically, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to keep something going through all that. But I'll probably be producing little bits of kind of research notes and stuff like that as I go. I'll probably yeah. do, not probably, I will do this through the P Brick is for Everyone Facebook page, mm-hmm. kind of until further notice. You know, um, I just want to take an op- this moment to say thank you to everyone that supported it. Um, yeah. I, to be honest, I wrote it as a way of keeping myself sane, <laughs> not just through the pandemic, but just keeping myself sane in general. Yeah. And um, I felt that there was a need, but I was growing up a little fat specky kid. You just assume that, that nobody's interested in what you've got to say. And I've sold a few hundred of these books now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope that keeps going. But the point is that it's getting out there. I'm getting nice feedback, and I, I couldn't be happier with just the, the the space this book is finding in the zeitgeist. So thank you very much to everyone. Uh, it, it absolutely is fantastic, and we can't recommend it enough. It is a worthy Rab Show Award nominee to, for sure. You know, I'm dare to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could probably continue to be on people's bookshelves for a long time to come. So I would encourage folks to go out and pick up a copy. So, Dan, before I let you go, man, I just wanted to reconfirm those uh, that information about what we had you on the show for originally. I know we got, in, we got down a road there. Uh, but, yeah, we're talking about this practicing initiative then yeah. from the National Python so Centre. It's going to be the February Python Challenge. I believe the hashtags will be hashtag February Python Challenge. And that will be on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Um, like I was saying, it's going to be 28 days long. You're going to get uh, some information every day, a video, a picture, advice basically every day from our world-class teaching team here at the National Python Centre for absolutely diddly squat, not a <laughs> cent, okay? As long as you've got access to Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, this information is there for you. We'll be doing weekly live streams, okay, On and that'll be... I don't know, our tech wizards will find some way of doing this on multiple platforms. But um, during these live streams, there'll be specific things that we'll be doing. Um, But you'll have an opportunity to ask questions. And I will tell you any Python secret that I have access to. Anything. At the end of it, if you, you out there in the internets, uh, have been keeping up and have been sending us your own practice videos, your own responses to our hashtag, we're going to pick five people to get uh, goodie bags from the National Python Centre. Hey. It's stuff we've talked about all the way through. So, look, you're going to get a hat. You're probably going to get a beer towel. You're probably going to get a bunch of other stuff as well. The Fantastic. winner, the winner, the person that we feel has supported it the most, benefited the most, all that sort of stuff, is going to get a special prize as well. So they'll be they'll get Ooh. a goodie bag and some more to it. So, yeah, follow the hashtag. Put your own stuff up for the hashtag. Share it as well. You know, make sure that you're sending it around. Remember, mm. these things are all based on algorithms, right? Some sort of oh, evil marketing black magic. <laughs> if you see it, share it. And in that way, it's not just about helping yourselves, but helping every other piper you know. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think it's a fantastic idea, Dan. And thank you so much, first of all. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to get involved with this. Indeed. Pleasure. Thanks again for having me on. Not at all, Dan. And hopefully we'll get you back on another show to talk about that upcoming book, man. Yeah. <laughs> take care all the best ah fantastic stuff there shout out to dan nevins uh, absolutely brilliant so like i said quite a lot of information to pack in there and i do hope the people were sitting with a pen and paper taking notes and stuff <laughs> no all joking aside i think all of the information and stuff that you need to get a hold of is available on the national piping center's website so go and have a, a joke at that for full information of course as this all kicks off at the start of February. So, yeah, I will be getting involved myself in this. It uh, won't cost you a penny. And uh, I thought, why not? You know? Um, so, yeah, I'll be sending in embarrassing clips of me trying to practice and struggle my way through my latest tune, which is Terribus. And, uh, yeah, don't even get me started. Anyway, 
<clears throat> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys can join me as well uh, as we try to yeah get, get on the struggle bus, I suppose, and really enjoy this upcoming event by the National Piping Centre. I'm looking forward to it, indeed. So a huge thank, thank you to Dan Evans for joining us this week. And I'm uh, very excited to hear more about his upcoming new release, uh, this new book that he's working on. So yeah, we'll keep you informed on that one. That's going to be very, very interesting to pick up. Yeah. And if you haven't already picked up a copy of Peabrook is for Everyone, then again, I cannot recommend it enough. It's such an entertaining read and informative as, as well. Like I've read it twice now. So definitely go and check it out if you haven't already. Indeed. Anyway, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Wow, I, I don't know, this time just flies sometimes on the pod, you know. Uh, but yeah, as with every other podcast, if you have a question or query or any anything at all that you would like to get in contact with, then our email address, as always, is bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Dot com. There you are. Get in contact with us and let us know your thoughts and feelings on anything that you've heard or want to hear on the show. As well, I have to give another mention to our Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome! Indeed. If you would like to help support the show, then please do. Consider going over there to Patreon, clicking on support, and as I was mentioning throughout the show, you will get your hands on loads of exclusive stuff that uh, normally wouldn't see the light of day anywhere else other than over there on Patreon. Uh, so go and check that out. Lots of exclusive uh, behind-the-scenes stuff uh, is available to our Patreon supporters. So go and check that out. Anyway, guys, that's it for another Rab Show podcast. I'm out the door. A very happy birthday to us. Five years in operation. And uh, we're showing no signs of slowing. We are gearing up for 2022 for what we hope will be quite an exciting season. And we hope you guys can continue to join us over the course of the next few months, few years, as we try to rebuild our piping scene to be it bigger and better than ever. Indeed. <laughs> so, until next week, guys, we hope you can join us then. And we'll see you all next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. 